Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Of all the commandments God gave us, do you know which one is the hardest, the hardest to fulfill? Think about it. God gave us many commandments. We have the Ten Commandments. There are many laws in the Old Testament, many proverbs and wise sayings on how to live life. Which one is the hardest to live? Jesus came and he gave us even more commandments. He gave us beatitudes, parables. But which of all the commandments God gave us is the hardest one for us to fulfill? I'll give you a clue. He gave this commandment, Jesus did, the night before he died at the Last Supper. It's a beautiful, inspiring commandment, but if you actually stop to think about it, it's a little overwhelming. How could I possibly fulfill this commandment? Do you remember what he said at the Last Supper? He said, love one another as I have loved you. He gave us the new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Now, listen to that. He didn't just say, go be nice to people. You know, he didn't say, you know, just be tolerant. <laughs> he didn't just say, just be accepting of others. No, no, that's not what he said. He didn't, all, he didn't just say, don't hurt other people. You know, of course, Jesus wants us not to hurt other people. But in this new commandment, he calls us to something greater. He says, love one another. Now, he doesn't stop there, by the way. Listen to what the standard of love is for this new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Wow, that's that's intense. Now, I get the idea of love one another. We're supposed to love people, of course. Um, the Old Testament, the Jewish scriptures had laws about this, commandments already. It said, love your neighbor as yourself. That was the key commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's pretty darn good, right? You want to treat your neighbor well and you know love them as yourself. That, that's a good thing. But Jesus raises the bar even higher. He says, love one another as I have loved you. I mean, think about that. Think about how how perfect God's love is. God is love, and he became man in Jesus Christ. Jesus is love incarnate, and his whole life is love, seen especially on the cross. That's perfect love, and that's what he's calling us into. How could I possibly love one another as God has loved me? My love is so weak. It's so imperfect. It can be tainted by selfishness and pride and laziness and uh, lack of courage. There's so many ways that I fall short of that amazing love. The saints were overwhelmed by this commandment. St. Therese writes a lot about this. How can I possibly do it? It's impossible for me to love as you love Jesus. But in this Sunday's gospel reading, you will hear about how Jesus is going to give us the ability to love to fulfill this commandment, to love in a way that we could never love on our own. So let me ask you, do you love one another? Do you love the people in your life, your spouse, your children, your friends, your family, your coworkers? Do you love them the way Jesus loves us? Do you long to have your heart transformed and live that perfect love of Christ, allow his perfect love to change you? Well, how can we do that? It is impossible. It is impossible on our own to ever live that love. But in this Sunday's gospel reading, Jesus tells us about the great gift he's going to give us to help us love in a way that we could never love by ourselves. He's going to give us the gift of his very spirit. And I want to talk about that gift that we await, that we long for in these weeks of Easter for the coming of Pentecost, the great gift of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate 
in our lives. Thanks so much for listening here to the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sri. So thrilled for you to join us here. We just had an amazing weekend in the Sri family household. Oh, it was it was awesome. So I had my my son coming in from college, my daughter and her husband flew in from Oklahoma, and we were all having a big uh, festivity here in the Sri family. Now, what was going on? I, I, there were so many things. There were many things happening in the Sri house. Well, first of all, we had a birthday for uh, little Eleanor. My youngest daughter here turned seven here this last week. So that was a lot of fun. And she had a great birthday dinner. You know what she wanted for her birthday? Some of my kids choose carbonara. Some of my kids choose steak. Uh, little, little Eleanor, she wanted hamburgers, hot dogs, corn on the cob, and watermelon. <laughs> so we had we had a fun fun birthday celebration with Eleanor, but that's not it. Uh, we had prom for my my high school kids, Carl and Teresa. Teresa had her senior prom this last weekend, so that was a lot of fun and excitement. Uh, and then my son Luke. He was in the semifinals for his uh, the state cup soccer team. That was pretty amazing. And then to top it all off, the greatest thing that happened this last weekend with the Sri family all together again. It was awesome was my daughter Kiara got her confirmation. She received the sacrament of confirmation and first communion. So in Denver, we have restored order. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's the original ordering of how the sacraments were given with baptism, confirmation, and then the Eucharist was the the kind of the, the capstone of all of those sacraments of initiation. And in Denver, they've re- restored that order, which a number of other dioceses are doing. And in any case, little Kiara received her first Holy Communion, but the, the theme of the Holy Spirit has been on my mind a lot because she also got confirmation as well. That's strengthening in the Holy Spirit. And then I noticed that this upcoming readings uh, for, for this upcoming Sunday also are about that gift of the Holy Spirit Jesus gives us. So I, I want to bring bring us into that great gift. You, you see, in, in John's Gospel, starting in chapter 13, it's amazing. From chapter 13 to 17, you get the longest discourse in John's gospel. In other words, the longest uh, teaching of Jesus, where he's just, you know, you just see it's a long discourse, chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, all these chapters of teaching. In fact, of all the gospels, this would be the longest stretch of almost nonstop teaching you get from from, from Jesus Christ in all of the gospels. So it's, a, it's an amazing section to look at. And it all begins in chapter 13 with the washing of the feet and Judas leaving at night to, to go betray Jesus. But it's in that context in chapter 13 where Jesus gives that new commandment, where he says, love one another as I have loved you. And and when you, you see this, you see Jesus just lived that, right? He lived it out by washing the disciples' feet. He, he's doing the job of a, of a servant and uh, coming in great humility, even though he's the Messiah, he's the King, he's the Son of God. He gets down and dirty and, and washes their feet. And he, then he says to them, I've, I've shown you by example, now you go out and do this. Go love one another as I have loved you. Love with this great humility, this great sacrifice, the love that I'm about to show you in my passion, in the agony in the garden, and in my caring of the cross and in my crucifixion, this total perfect love. Love one another as I've loved you. And and as I said, many of the saints like St. Therese have been overwhelmed by this this teaching. And I I bet if you're honest, you you would be a little overwhelmed. I know I am. I look at that and go, I, I fall short of this love in so many ways. But in this Sunday's reading from John's Gospel, in this same long discourse, now we're in the next chapter, chapter 14, Jesus talks about how how we're going to be able to live this law. He doesn't just give us a commandment. He's going to give us the power to live this commandment. 
I think of it as like, you know, you might be excited. Wow, that's really cool. I want to love one another as God has loved me. That'd be amazing to love other people like God has loved me. That's really cool, but I can't do that. It feels like that great gift you get on, on your birthday, this new toy as a kid, and you're all excited and you want to turn it on, but the batteries were not included. Oh, I just wanted to open my gift and start playing with this new toy. I can remember this happening many times as a kid but the batteries were not included. And of course, we didn't have the D battery or the 9-volt battery, whatever that battery was that was needed for my favorite toy. They just didn't have it in the house. And so I had to wait until my mom went to the store and got me the battery. But once I got that battery, I could play with that toy. Oh yeah, whether it was like a a train set I got or a, a, a car that moved, whatever it is, you know, that battery I needed, all of a sudden I can play with that toy and the toy works, it operates and it's really, really awesome. The same thing is with God's law. All the Ten Commandments are given and the Beatitudes are given. But if the batteries aren't included, we can't live the law. In fact, that's that's the challenge that St. Paul writes about in the Old Testament period is that God gives the law, and it's very clear what you need to do, but you can't do it. The people keep falling. Even though it's crystal clear, do this, don't do this, they still fall. They fall into sin. And as a result, the the people have to cry out to God for help, and they beg God for him to come. And God prophesies that one day he'll send his spirit into their hearts to cause them to walk in his ways, to change their hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, so that they can fulfill the commandments, obey the commandments. God writes about in the Old Testament how he's going to write his law on our hearts. You read about this in Jeremiah 31, Ezekiel 36, and other great prophecies of the Old Testament. Well, that's that. those prophecies are coming to fulfillment right here with Jesus, and you're seeing it getting really close. Jesus is now finally talking about this great spirit that he's going to give us in our hearts. The batteries are are finally going to be here. (laughs) So we have the law. We have this highest of the laws ever given. Love one another as I've loved you. And now we're going to learn about this. Listen to what Jesus says in John's gospel, chapter 14. This is what we're going to hear on Sunday. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. So there's this counselor that's going to be be coming. So sometimes it's translated counselor. Sometimes it's translated paraclete, which is based on the Greek word. Uh, Sometimes it's translated advocate, which is the, the Latin word advocatus. And, and what this, this word means, paraclete, counselor, advocate, literally the word advocatus means he who is called to one side, he who comes by your side. That's what the spirit is. Now, that's a beautiful image. I don't think we think about that. Like, what does that word mean? Counselor. Am I going to counseling now? Is that what this is? <laughs> uh, what, what does it mean? I have a counselor or I have a, I remember as a kid, I thought it was the, the holy parakeet, <laughs> the bird. No, it's a paraclete, uh, which is based off of the, the, this word again, that means uh, someone that comes by your side. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. I, it's a beautiful image. I think about you know my my kids when they play soccer and the, and the coach is trying to teach them how to do something. They might have to come by their side and show them what to do with the ball. You know, so a coach comes alongside, or a piano teacher, or the harp teacher we have. You know, might come by the side of the harp and show this is how you touch the string, or this is how you touch the keys on the piano. Uh, I think about a parent coming by the side, like just today, my little daughter Eleanor. Even though she had her great birthday, she's still a little girl. She fell on the steps on the hardwood steps and hurt her knee and was crying. And and my wife came by her side to comfort her, to encourage her, to help her uh, be able to walk again. 
That's the image, the language Jesus uses to describe the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit that he wants to send into our hearts. That Holy Spirit is the advocatus, the advocate, the paraclete, the counselor, the one that comes by our side, that coaches us, that teaches us, that guides us, that comforts us, that strengthens us. I think that that's what we want to see here. And he goes on, and he talks about it as the spirit of truth. So it's going to help us in all truth. In chapter 15, the next chapter of this long discourse in John's gospel, in chapter 15, verses 26 and 27, Jesus talks about how I shall send the counselor to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, and he will bear witness to me so that you can be my witnesses. So what is the counselor going to do? It's going to come by our side and bear witness to Christ to remind us of Jesus in our own lives and his teachings, to remind us of his truth. And then the the spirit is is the counselor coming by our side to help us bear witness to the truth in our own lives, to live according to God's plan, to share the the love of Christ with those around us. Same thing in chapter 16, verse 13, in this long discourse of Jesus at the Last Supper. John's gospel is the only gospel that gives us the great sermon Jesus gave at the Last Supper. You know, he's the only, the gospel of John is the only one that gives us the homily. You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell us about the the words of institution. This is my body. This is my blood, the, the Eucharistic liturgy. But it's John's gospel. We learn about, you can think of it as like the liturgy of the word at that first mass, that first Eucharist. And it's a long homily, but it's a beautiful one and so rich. And it's focused on the new commandment to love one another as Christ has loved us. And how we're going to live that out? Jesus gives us his spirit, the advocate, so we could love in a way we can't do on our own. So, so far we've seen this counselor comes to dwell within us. This, this counselor will be with us. This advocatus, he's coming by our side to teach us the truth, to remember Jesus, to, to bear witness to Christ. But then in chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus says that the Spirit will guide you on all truth and will take what is mine and declare it to you. John 16. I really want you to take this in. I want you to really make sure if you haven't been paying attention and you zoomed out a little bit, that's okay. Give me your attention right now because I want to make sure you understand what this is what the Holy Spirit does. This is a coach that doesn't just come alongside of us or a teacher that just comes alongside of us. That's pretty awesome. Our parent coming alongside us. This is the Holy Spirit coming inside of us. And he's going to take everything that's Jesus's and give it to us. Everything that's in Christ, he's going, to, he's going to take that and fill our hearts with that, that very life of Christ. This is what the, the Catholic Church calls the great gift of sanctifying grace, a grace that sanctifies. The Holy Spirit infuses us with this gift, which is the very life of Christ, the divine life of Jesus, that perfect love that the eternal Son has for the Father, that perfect love that we see the Son exhibiting for us all throughout his public ministry, that perfect love that we see most fully on the cross. All that the Son has is going to be given to us through the Spirit. This is the great gift that God gives us. This is the the life of the Spirit within us, the life of the Spirit that changes us. So we become changed. So it's not just, again, an advocate, a counselor, a teacher on the side, a coach on the side, a music teacher on the side coaching us and teaching us. No, no, this is something within us. This isn't just a law on the outside. Here's what you should do and here's what you shouldn't do. This is the law that's going to be written in our hearts. And when we receive this gift of the Spirit, we're changed. 
This is the beautiful part. This is the beauty of the gospel message is that God, and you've heard me say this many times, that he doesn't just forgive us. He doesn't just overlook our sins, but he changes us. And in this Sunday's gospel, we hear about the great gift of the advocate coming by our side, coming within our hearts and filling us with the life of Jesus. We're filled with his supernatural life so that we can love supernaturally, above and beyond. That's what supernatural means, above supernatural nature, our own human nature, that we can love with the love of Christ. And that's why St. Therese and all the saints are so thankful for that gift of the Holy Spirit, because they knew that they could not live this new commandment on our own, on their own. They could only live it through the power of the Spirit. So how about you? What areas of your life are you wanting to change? Are you wanting to love more and trust more? Maybe in your relationship with God, ask for the advocatus, the advocate to come by your side and fill your heart with his love. What's going on in your relationships right now? Maybe you have a friendship that's really strained right now, or there's some problem at work and, and you, need to, you need to address it and you don't have the courage for it. Ask the Holy Spirit, the advocate to come by your side to strengthen you in the truth of Christ and help you love and do what you can't do on your own. What's going on in your marriage or your family life? Is there something you need to, to change? Is there some tension there? You, you feel exhausted. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like you just don't have anything left to give. Call upon the advocatus, the advocate, the paraclete. Call upon the Holy Spirit, this gift Jesus gives us to help you to love the way Jesus loves, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus forgave. Jesus was patient. Jesus was generous. Jesus was courageous. What area of, of, of your heart do you need the Holy Spirit to change and to strengthen you, to love with the love of Christ? That's what this reading invites us to do, is to, to pray for that gift of the Spirit in our life. I love that, you know, my, my daughter, Kiara, I'll close with this, you know, she's getting ready for confirmation. I was asking her about this, and she, she had great catechesis from her Catholic school. She knew that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit at baptism, it's dwelling within us, but now that Spirit is strengthened in us. And she said, yeah, it strengthens us so that we could be soldiers. That's what confirmation's for. So we could fight the battles in this world. And, and so that whether that's fighting our own spiritual battles, fighting sin and weakness in our lives, or whether it's being willing to bear witness to Christ and face persecution and misunderstanding in this world, we need the gift of the Holy Spirit powerfully bearing fruit in our hearts and our minds. And so let's pray for that gift. Pray for my daughter, Kiara, uh, and that the, the gift of the Spirit and the gift of the Holy Eucharist may lead her all the way to heaven and let us pray for our own souls that we may be faithful to those graces, especially that gift of the Advocatus and may call upon him evermore to lead us in the truth and the love of Jesus. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. You can always reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and you can find me also on my website, edwardsfree.com. That's edwardsri.com. <laughs>